0: Man, what a crazy, whatever it's been. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are P.S. This is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast. This is episode 289, and this is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on with our show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash awesome. If you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PlayStation Network, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81. Mr. Jake Peters at jakesaws01. As always, you can write our show. You can write us. P.S. This is awesome at gmail.com. And most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends. Be sure to leave comments and rate this podcast as you see fit. We have a lot of people write us wherever. Wherever you want to do it. And as a reminder, this is a video podcast. So you can watch us on YouTube check 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 make the mental notes and for new and or long time listeners we have a patreon where we prefer you write our show but you don't have to um you can support our show for one dollar a month the level's called the one and only one dollar club you can go to patreon.com slash ps is awesome to become a one dollar patron and get a free die cut vinyl sticker in the mail like this one and a shout out on our show with that out of the way jake how are you doing um okay. Uh,
1: it's been interesting couple of days, but doing all right. The uh weather's been kinda gross, but it's supposed to be really nice the rest of the week, I think, so that's cool.
0: Yep. Yep. That's true. These are facts. We're recording this late. The show usually airs every Monday. If you follow us <clears throat> excuse me, if you follow us on YouTube, you would know. That it was going to be late because I posted a video Sunday to all of our listeners. Jake, you were under the weather. I just said it wasn't going to happen, and I wasn't going to cobble together some bullshit show and, uh, just for the sake of doing it. I wanted to have a legit podcast this week, and uh, our listeners seem to be okay with that. But make sure you subscribe over there because then you would know, and uh, it will mess up our algorithm a little bit. Not that it's been entirely working in our favor, but um, YouTube is used to us releasing stuff every Monday, and in fact, when I upload videos, it just assumes it's going to be a Monday release, and it sets it all up for us now, which is nice, so it's probably confused, as maybe some of you, our listeners have been confused, but uh, we are here, we will prevail, and uh, we're going to get on with our podcast show. I will say before we get started, I just got caught in a ton of rain, and you want to do the show at like, I, dude, it. Uh, the weekdays are like so difficult. And you know because you're driving away to get home. We both don't work at home. Neither of us work at home. We have to drive on site. You are way further than I am, but I'm I always get stuck in the office longer than I'm supposed to. Needless to say, you get back, I wanted to finish up a project in the garage and that's when I texted you initially and then I got like dirty and sweaty and then I was like I'm going to hop in the shower and you're like yeah, dude, I'm in 6:30 and I'm like make it 6:40. And it, by the time I got out of the shower, it was like 6.20, and I'm like, I haven't eaten a thing, and my stomach was like, I didn't even get a lunch today, so like my stomach was like twisted. It's like, I'll just like order something online real quick and go pick it up. Plenty of time. We live in a small town. I, get, uh, I wanted to get some sort of drink that I could bring down here, but for cheap. I hate spending like $3 for something like this, so I swung by Dollar Tree, which the listeners know is my spot. <clears throat> I go there from time to time, and I was like, I'll just get this. I got it. I got in line. And, of course, the person in front of me was getting, like, glassware from Dollar Tree. And the cash register lady was, like, wrapping it in newspaper. I mean, you was got to be fucking kidding me. It's, it's piece by piece by piece. And I'm like, this should just be a quick out, in and out job. And then the, the next person that was in front of me, uh, the receipt, literally the last piece of paper for the receipt. Like, I didn't even want a receipt. Went for the person in front of me. She goes, "Now I gotta." Go get, she goes, "Hold on, sir. I'm sorry. I gotta go replace the receipt roll." I'm like, "Okay." And then I do that. And then uh, I went to go. I had food on order, so I could just go through <clears throat> at Domino's real quick and just they'll hand it to me through the window. And I'll get home. I'll stuff a piece of pizza in my mouth and get down here just in time for 6:40. Well, I started pouring. I was waiting at Domino's. They were behind, and then they put black olives on my pizza, which I did not order. So I got here, and I was rushing, and then I left my phone in the car, and I was like, I don't know what's going on right now. So it's just one of those things where it just slowly becomes like a problem. So I'm sorry I wasn't ready right when you were ready, Jake, and I'm sorry that I pushed it out, but I had to get food in me, or I would have been really cranky. It's only a problem
1: because you decide to fucking go out to get food 15 minutes before we're supposed to podcast. No, I don't want to hear your excuses <laughs> no because this is, my like, house. this is like the second fucking time <laughs> in two or three weeks that you've been like, oh, I got stuck behind someone at fucking Dollar Tree or or CVS or whatever. It happens to me inevitably. Like yeah, every time back, I leave Oh, that that's why the podcast is 25 minutes late. It is it's true. Like, Okay,
0: well, it's, it's fine. It's fine. We're two days it's late. Okay. We're going to be two days yeah. late. <laughs> <laughs> but blame the Dollar Tree person. At least she was really nice. She asked if I wanted my drink in a bag, and I said no. And then she asked if I you wanted. She
1: said, "Fuck off! I want it for free." She
0: asked if I wanted the receipt, and I said no, ma'am. <laughs> After waiting like fucking five minutes.
1: Well, the the machine probably doesn't work if the fucking receipt thing is empty. You're probably right. I get it. Yeah, you're. I'm sure. Right. I'm sure she's doing her job,
0: dude. Outside of that, I played Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It was fine. That have you been to any of those Party on the Pines uh, gigs? Have you been to any of them? No,
1: I saw a couple pictures of your gig on Friday though, and it looks pretty legit. I mean It was crazy. I they they put like a pretty big stage up and stuff, and I
0: was there a lot of people there? Fifteen hundred people. Really? Yeah. I played acoustic in front of them. Just me and a fucking guitar. Talk about if you got stage fright, dude. It was wild. Not granted, not all fifteen hundred were there when I was playing, but it was pretty jam packed, dude. Who was headlining? A Fleetwood Mac cover band called Fleetwood Gold Out of Columbus, Ohio That's all people are thirsty for in our area Cover bands And then there was a dude named Michael Weber Who was like from Akron But he was like He won some sort of contest on MTV a long time ago Like he did like a solo And like they he won like $20,000 Cause he's that He, he was a freaking savant on guitar He was I talked and hung out with him for a little He was He was I'm not gonna go on air And say one thing over the next But you could tell he was young <clears throat> You know very prideful, almost too much, but he was a nice kid, man, and he he, he had a nice band, and uh, they were really good. Um, but I opened for that whole thing. I just played some acoustic songs, got a lot of nice compliments, and then I shut things down at the pro shop afterwards, uh, the after party up there, played some acoustic, tried out the new speakers. It was good. Hmm. Yeah. That's, that's wild. I wanted The Flood to play this, just to be clear. But because they had two bands already backlined and they were just like, Yeah, we're just looking for acoustic and I was like, oh, that's fine. Hmm. Take the money and run. I don't see why I don't see why they would care
1: if it was three bands instead of two. Yeah. And then- it was a quick set, it was just a half hour.
0: But I mean those are the oh, best okay. ones. It was just a half hour open thing, boom, be done, yeah. get paid and then But it was cool, they had fireworks and everything. It was a cool time, man. But enough about me and enough about everything else. Every episode, Jake, you and I talk about games that we are currently playing, and I I do have a surprise for the listeners, and uh, I'm excited to report I am playing Switchback VR, Mm. and I'm also working my way through Shredder's Revenge single player, which is like really too easy. I've like S-ranked every level on normal so far. And it's just like, ah, game's not tough yet. Um, I'm only on like the first episode. It's like episodic, but I'll talk real quick oh, yeah. about Switchback VR. It's good. I really like it. It's here I go. <laughs> it was super massive made this or something like. These are this is the game company that I love. That everyone's just like that. Oh, this is trash. Like no one really likes their shit, dude. Switchback VR. Takes you into the settings of a lot of the Dark Pictures Anthology games. And if you've played those games like I have, then maybe there's a little more interest in the environment and like the characters. Uh, but if you haven't played those, maybe it doesn't, isn't as is interesting. But it's it kind of interesting to me. There's like no story. It's just they try to freak you out with scenes and, and stuff. But dude, like it's like the devil's den and it doesn't end. It's just like – except you have two, two guns and uh, they do implement head tracking where you have to dodge low low things. Like you'll be flying down the roller coaster and the, you'll see something coming. It's going to hit you in the head and you got to get down. If you don't, like it leaves like this blood splatter. all. Over. It's a VR game for those who don't know Switchback VR. Mm. And um, they implement jump scares really well. Um, outside of that, they build a little bit of s- suspense and tension – in the roller coaster, like it's fast and then it's slow, and then they have this really cool mechanic that I want to talk about. You would think, oh, it's an on rails shooter. I get it, but it's themed as a roller coaster. Um, so you know, I mean, here's the thing: I'm like an hour and a half in, and the roller coaster is not ended yet. And not only that. You get to these gates, and the game tells you... You know, like, in the old old cowboy movies, like, they would have somebody, like, tied to a railroad track, and the hero would have to hit, like, the switch, switch the direction of the tracks in time to save the person, right? They'd shoot it with a pistol or whatever, and they'd hit the thing, the track would switch, and then the track wouldn't hit the people laying on the tracks, or the train wouldn't hit the people laying on the tracks. While you're in the cart, there are... First off, there are hidden targets all over the map and, it, and it, it's a score tracker and if you can tag them as you're going boom boom boom, 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 boom um, you get points but the goal is also to survive so enemies come at you like bats rats zombies scary things and you have to kill them and uh so far no one's ever shown up behind me but they have been side where i've, I've had to turn to see them all of a sudden i'll be taking damage and i'll look over and they'll be like right in your face like it's pretty crazy. But back to the track thing. This this game has multiple routes you take. And each playthrough can be different. My goal is to play through the game twice and see everything. And the way that I'm doing this is when you get to a gate, it has an arrow. And now if you shoot the arrow in time, it'll change what path your roller coaster goes on and you completely miss a section and you can't go back cuz it's a roller coaster you're just on it for this ride so the next playthrough just make sure you go to the ones you didn't go through the first time and the only way that I can think to remember how to do this is I'm always taking the right path right now always going right if I can and i haven't missed one yet and then when you get further in the game it shows you a map of where you've gone with the roller coaster and when you zigged when you could have zagged and it's really kind of good, man. Like, if you're not into horror games, uh, and you're not into like the idea of an on-rail shooter in VR, um, it's a little cheesy at times. But honestly, like, I like it. I again, it's it's probably they're just appealing to my tastes. Maybe you know what I mean? Because like all the dark pictures anthology games, I've really, I've really kind of liked. And you know they get like six out of tens and stuff, and I'm like, I really enjoyed that, you know. But I think I I don't know why I enjoy their flavor. There's something about supermassive games that I really like their flavor, what they're what they're implementing. And uh, I don't think this game's a failure by any stretch as far as quality. I, I know it got a big patch. We talked about it in the last episode, or maybe two episodes ago, and it, and it uh, re-rendered a lot of the. Textures and the way that the game is perceived through the VR headset, and um, I didn't see it when it first released. I only played it now since the patch has been out, and uh, I gotta say, man, uh, I I think it's good. Uh, it handles really well. There's no tracking issues. Uh, there are <clears throat> they do the Operation Wolf thing, and I and I <laughs> I, sh- I should have gotten that game, but I didn't yet. Um, where they're like boxes sometimes. Like, there are bosses in this game. They do the operation thing where there's boxes, and if you shoot the boxes, um, if there's a shotgun or a grenade launcher in the box, it flies at your hand, and it just replaces whatever weapon you have, and it's limited ammo. You can shake mm. the move controller, or whatever they're called, uh, the dual sense controllers, to reload them individually, or you can just press the X button, and it reloads them. Infinite ammo with the handgun so you can just, I mean, you got to pull the trigger, but like, it's nice. You don't have to worry about running out of ammo. So there's no threat there. Maybe there is on a harder mode or something, but, um, the lighting's good. The sounds great. Uh, you know, it's, it's a good VR game, man. I'm impressed with it. I'm glad I purchased. I don't regret purchasing it. I got to get back into it. Um, it's been two days since I put Jimmy on it, uh, stone and, uh, he was hilarious to watch. He's like, oh, it's like it's right there. Oh! He's making all these noises and shit. He goes, this is crazy, man. He's like, this is nuts. He's like, I can't believe he goes, I'm a shitty shot with my left hand. You know? <laughs> Anyways, that's what I'm playing.
1: Did he play with you guys on Saturday? Yeah. So he's been feeling a little better? Yeah, he's back at it. He's in the saddle again. That's good. Yeah, That's good. Yeah, I bet that would be an interesting one. It's probably a good kind of gimmicky VR game to show. Yeah. Uh, Newbies, kind of a VR experience, yeah, something like that. I'm sure probably works pretty well. Zero learning curve, right? You just kind of point and shoot. That's
0: it, and you don't have to worry about locomotion because it does it for you, right? It's fun, man. That's cool, man. Yeah, yeah. How about you, man? What are you playing?
1: Um, I haven't really had a chance to play much. I uh, have basically only been playing Final Fantasy 16. Still, I'm about A little over 30 hours in at this point. I don't remember where I was last week, but I'm a little over 30 hours in and about 60, 65% of the way through the game. So I'm still kind of trudging along there. Um, I charged the switch up because I was going to get back into maybe dicking around with uh, the new Pikmin game because they have a demo Mm -hmm. for that I guess and I thought maybe that would be kind of just something to play in bed or something like that but I really haven't really haven't gotten to it a whole lot so I don't really have much to say much new to say at this point anyway
0: fair enough man well keep at it you know excuse me all right well listeners know what time it is it's time for the listener feedback slash question section of our show and what we do is uh, we open the floor for you guys to add commentary to ask questions to correct us you can do this on our youtube channel in the comments of each of the podcast episodes um you can do it on patreon you can write us and uh let's get into it one black talon writes in jake we were talking about how the dual sense edge was going to be uh was going to be on sale but it was going to it was the most successful highest selling accessory i believe in june for playstation or for anything I think. I, it was some sort of news point like that. I can't really remember. Go listen to the last episode. I think episode. it might have been for the year, actually, so far. And I said, man, that's crazy because it's like 100 bucks." And one Black Talon writes in to correct me. Nah, man. The DualSense Edge is $200. And he is yeah. correct. Uh, so that was a miss, misspoken thing that I did. And I knew it was $200, um, but I did not say that. So... uh you're right. In fact, I think I predicted the price of that of the two hundred dollars price point before it got announced. Um, but thank you, One Black Talent. Thanks for listening still, and thanks for writing in. Um, we were talking, Jake, about the Last of Us knockoff show or, or game on Switch. And uh, J One writes in: uh, There's this game called War Gods Zeus Zeus, Zeus of Child. A fake God of War clone on the Xbox Series X slash S. The game has been taken off like the Last Hope game on the Nintendo Switch did. A fake Last of Us clone. Um, oh, yeah. And then he says, Microsoft, Xbox, and Nintendos are jealous and envy at Sony PlayStation. Um, <laughs> it does seem like – I don't know if it's those platforms, but it's it's developers who know they can't release that shit on Sony. So they're trying to do it with other other platforms. I mean, they're just trying to capitalize on people who don't
1: know that it's exclusive to PlayStation. So, like, oh, I've heard about the fucking This God of War game. I'm gonna play it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, this this
0: uh, God of War clone is fucking hilarious. Uh, <laughs> this is gonna be a thing now. I mean, I mean, is there is there le- is there going to be legal action on these games that are so ridiculous like this? Um, I mean, they probably. Could could but I'm guessing that they're the best
1: the best action they have is to just get it removed from the storefront so that they can't make any money on them. Yeah. It's like if somebody spent time developing in this and they won't make any money on it because Sony pulls it down. Well here's, so here's the funny not-
0: thing. So J one looked it up and in the company is called Dolaka L T D and he said it's a one person developer based in Bromley in South London, UK. Um, he said they did uh, both of those games, and uh, um, let me see. They, no, no, they no, they did. Uh, God Zeus, God Zeus of child, and dinosaur falling survival. Um, I don't know what dinosaur falling survival would have been. Maybe that's an original. Maybe it's actually an original one. But he, he just kind of continued to say it is is crazy, and you know developers have to be very careful. Um, what they're doing. For sure they do. Yeah, for sure. So thank you for writing in, J1. And then lastly, Big Box, because I did kind of put him on on the spot about Armored Core. And I said, yeah, let's see what you think about this game. And, and he said that uh, we have to suffer the consequences. So his opinion on Armored Core, although he hasn't played it yet, I don't believe. Um, he's getting it on day one. Uh, And he says, but I don't have any experience with the franchise. I was always interested in it growing up, but the series never scored particularly well. And when you're a kid, when it gets two to three games a year, you have to make choices. I agree with that. And then he says, I'm not super excited about the gameplay. It looks a little ratchet and clanky to me. And I have to say, that's okay. Ratchet and clanky is good to me, but everyone likes what they like. And then he goes on and says, but the aesthetic is so appealing, so voluptuous that I need to finally pull the trigger. It has that Kojima vibe that I'm a sucker for. He says, thanks for the recommendations. I watch big... Uh, watch the Big Fish trailer, and it's on my watch list. And I used one of my Audible credits on Hyperion. So, Jake, we are now solely responsible for the media content Big Box is taking in. I don't know how I, how I feel about this. Um, and then he says, "By the way, it one one hour, hour twenty nine minutes and fifty eight seconds." Jake covers his mouth during a yawn, and manners like that bring a tear to my eye. Your viewers know how. Be your viewers now know. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, that Jake is good people. Who's I? <laughs> and then he 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 apologized for not formulating a question, and he went off fail twice in a row. We're going to hold you to that. Bring us your best question for next episode. <clears throat> you don't you don't have as much time as normal to come up with one, but anything on this that big box has to write about. I
1: I'm ex- I mean I don't think that I'll, I'm not going to play Armored Core right away because mm. I'm almost certainly going to jump straight into Starfield after Final Fantasy, but. Um, and I won't have time, but I think Armored Core looks awesome. It reminds me a little bit of like a he mentioned Kojima. It reminds me a little bit of a maybe a less narrative heavy, a um, little bit more RPG friendly mm-hmm. version uh, of me. Zone of the Enders, which was awesome. It was. Those there was two Zone of the Enders games. Those were Kojima titles, Spe- specifically Zone of the Enders. Zone of the Enders two, the second runner, was fucking awesome. Yeah, I remember I rented that game once uh, a long time ago for PS two when it came out, and like I think I'm. You typically rent games for like five days or a week or something like that, and like during that like week, I beat it like three or four times because I was just so infatuated with it, and. um... <clears throat> So I, I do get that vibe a little bit from this game. Now, it could just be that it's a Japanese mech, like hard sci-fi kind of mech aesthetic, and it's not like this super kind of goofy sort of thing. But um, I do think it looks cool. I, I, I don't know what the gameplay is going to be like, but uh, I don't know. As long as it's action-y, that'll be probably good enough for me. It seems like you got enough customization to change the way that your mech Uh, plays so if you don't like the way it plays out of the gate it seems like you might have the ability to sort of change things around Mm. Um, but yeah I I try to cover my yawns on the show for the YouTube listeners I drink probably too much caffeine and I don't sleep well enough so it's really difficult for me to get through like five minutes without yawning most days but try to be polite for the show so i'm glad that he approves
0: yeah i i'm the opposite i think like I, I you know i think you're slowly winning favor with big box and i'm slowly losing it but um yeah it's one of those things where i feel like i can't shut up so even in mid yawn i'm still trying to talk and if i cover my mouth you can't hear what i'm trying to say so it's just yeah i can't shut my mouth i know my flaws um oh, don't you hear that thunder I think the listeners will hear that. It was loud. It's really storming over here. Well, anyways, let's hope the power doesn't go out. And uh, that is an inappropriate knock on wood. I should have said... uh, Wait, how does that work? Good thing the the power... The power's not going to go out here. But yeah, yeah. Good thing the power's still on. Right. And then you unjinx it or whatever. Yeah, power's not going to go out here. Anyways, yeah. Dude, I feel like we're just tanking this episode. I wanted it to be an awesome episode, but I'm a... There's a freaking fly. I hate flies. Why is this fly in my house? God. Okay. News. Let's get to the news. All right. Um, First news point, Jake. Every show we go over current news with the PlayStation fans in the world out there, the PlayStation universe... We have a little little more news to cover this time than, than most because we're doing this on Tuesday. We usually record on the weekend. Uh, the Destiny 2 annual showcase has been announced. It's going to be on August 22nd, 2023. You can expect the game to get more info. You expect to get more info, sorry, on the game's next expansion, which is going to be titled The Final Shape. Are you still playing Destiny 2? I I do
1: jump into it occasionally just because it's, it's like I've – I've given up so hard on even understanding what the fuck the story is about. I honestly almost don't even care. Um, but which is disappointing because, from what I understand, if you like, if you get, ga- if you grab onto the whole narrative, apparently it's really good. But I just I don't have the patience to get through it, whatever the fuck is going on, and it changes all the time. So, but that said, the gameplay is so good that you can just kind of jump in and play a bunch of missions and stuff, and it's just fun to play. Like you don't have to really like they give you enough narrative so that you know kind of what you're doing in the mission, mm. but it's not, you know, killing you that you don't know like the motivations of all of the bad guys and all this kind of crap. I don't know. It's but uh, I'm excited to see what they're gonna do with this. Um is this gonna be the end of Destiny Two? It might be. I'd be curious, like are they gonna move on is Marathon the only thing they're working on? Maybe they got something else coming. So I'm interested more from an industry perspective than I am from a gamer perspective. Yes, sir. But uh, yeah, I uh, I do still readily enjoy my Destiny.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Destiny's good, man. I enjoyed everything I've done with that game. I just haven't done anything. It's no longer even on my console. But that's exciting, though. I'm sure there's a ton of people who are excited about this. And I read somewhere, and I'm not sure what the hubbub was about with this game, but apparently – as I am presuming I've lost a little favor with Big Box, I think that Destiny has lost some favor with their fan base, Bungie and Destiny. Um, based
1: on there is, yeah, something that the happened. last light the last light expansion people weren't thrilled about, and there's some other shit going on that people weren't thrilled about in terms of like the the way that I think it has to do with like the way that they've been managing like the seasonal content and stuff a little bit, but like I don't know. It's like it's like people complaining about fucking Call of Duty or something like that. Mm. It's like, yeah, it's but it's still the best. It's like like Destiny 2 is still the best first-person shooter. So like, you know, you can complain, you can nitpick, you can do all this stuff, but you know, just because just because The Last of Us Part 2 isn't as good as The Last of Us Part 1 does not mean The Last of Us Part 2 isn't a fucking amazing game. Mm. So I think there's some of that going on. But a lot of it, I think, boils down to some of the multiplayer components that I just am not really that well-versed in because I never play with other people. So,
0: Gotcha. I don't know. There's a new feature in Discord, Jake. I don't know if you saw this. And uh, we're going to get to the next news point. It's called Soundboard. Do you see that down there? Bottom left, next to the green video thing where it says Video Connected. It's got the little music there. Mm. we got to figure out how to use that for our show. I looked into it. I don't have it. Oh,
1: here we go. Open soundboard.
0: It's a way it to play audio that we can all hear, and uh, it will still capture on the podcast, which is kind of exciting in a way.
1: I don't think there's any uh, Discord sounds. It doesn't look like there's any sound. No, we've got to put our own clip in there. Oh, we do? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm just gonna fill mine with fart sounds. That's so. fine. Go.
0: Yeah, but anyways, it's a find new out thing. next week. Yeah, yeah. Well, get ready for a soundboard thing. <laughs> mess with the listeners. Next news point: as I write down, huh, as I write down the thing, the timestamp. Jeff Keighley has made it clear, Jake, that Gamescom opening night live on. August 22nd, the same time that the uh, Destiny 2 annual showcase is going to be held, um, same day, is going to be less about announcements, but more about updates. Um, And we have already learned that we're going to be getting a new reveal of Alan Wake. Which I should be excited about, but because I'm already in on this, and they've the developers now said they've tried to capture a uh, Resident Evil vibe a little bit with Hollow Wake Two, make it make a little more suspenseful, make you feel a little more threatened. Um, I'm excited about all of this, and uh, I just don't want to see anything more in Hollow Wake Two. I don't know if there's any game out right now that I'm on the fence about that I know that I want to buy. You know what I mean? Like, that's an oxymoron in itself, but like. I don't think there's... I'll just leave it at... I'm not sure if there's any game out right now that I'm on the fence for. And I don't know if I want to see any more or hear any more updates about things. Do you?
1: Uh, I certainly don't care to see any more about Alan Wake 2 because I'm, I'm interested in playing it. So, I this might be a controversial statement, but I'm honestly more excited for Alan Wake 2 than I am for Spider-Man. And... I know Spider-Man's, like, the big fucking PlayStation exclusive game this fall and everything. But, man, Alan Wake is just – it's unique and interesting and we haven't – like, the literally the first game came out, like, fucking over a decade ago or something. So, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm curious though. But I am definitely in on the uh, – I'm in on Alan Wake 2. I don't need to see anything, and so I won't be watching at least whatever this is. Yeah. for At least whatever the Alan Wake portion of this thing is. I'll, I'll check out whatever
0: else is there. I think I'm – yeah, and I think I'm excited for Spider-Man 2, but like we know what we're getting. Like it's, it's going to be more of the same. I, how can you make it that much different? It's going to be quality, good Spider-Man. But, dude, you have to jump back into the first island. Wake, you got to play that. You got to play that, dude. Oh,
1: I, I I really want to. I, I really want to do it before the next one comes out.
0: I promise you'll 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 uh, you'll really. Who you knows? I'll probably
1: still be fucking playing Starfield at that point. So, dude,
0: you'll just get it. Play it now, before.
1: I- I gotta, dude. I gotta finish Final. Fantasy. If I stop playing Final Fantasy sixteen right now, I won't beat it. So I gotta beat it, and then. And then I'll jump on to it. I, I've gotten to the point where I'm starting to get You said Starfield, like, though. You said Starfield. You, did you mean Final Fantasy sixteen? Both. Oh, jeez. Because Starfield comes out in like two weeks. <sighs> so I don't think that there's going to be time. I'd have to like literally beat Final Fantasy ASAP. I, don't, I just don't think... I probably got another
0: 10 hours. Starfield's going to get delayed again. Last minute. <laughs> if it does, that would be
1: hilarious, but... I don't think they can they can do that at this point. Well, I mean, if it's going to be bad, they better
0: delay it, but... <laughs> Come on. This fly, I swear, I'm going to lose my mind over here. All right. Jesus. Um, anyways, uh, the next news point, dude. Let's get to it. This one is maybe not really relevant, but it's, uh, relevant is not the word. Um, important is probably what I'm trying to find here. Green Hell is getting a port to the VR2. Green Hell is a survival game. It was released in 2019 and the trailer has dropped. I'm just so tired of VR2 not getting the love it deserves. Can't we get like a new fresh game for VR2 that's not from 2018, 2019 or a reworked game that already exists? Can't we just conjure something brand new for this, for this accessory Um, Please, something that will set the internet afire with talk and conversations and speculations and excitement. Anyways, I was on the Reddit thread, and because I'm on the PSVR2, PSVR subreddit or whatever, and they were just saying how the, uh... And I don't know if this game dropped yet or not on VR2, but they were saying that the, uh... The textures were like really bad, mm. so I don't know. I don't have anything else on that. I am glad that I'm playing VR again though, because it is a really nice piece of gear. And uh, yeah,
1: I, VR ahead. is great, but I I just don't like. I like I'm at the point right now where I I paid whatever five hundred and fifty dollars for this thing and like after taxes and everything almost 600 bucks and i literally just played 20 hours of grand turismo on it and that was it cuz you haven't played anything with, I, else on it i've i played a bunch of other like demos and stuff and like nothing just like makes me want to put the headset on you just got like find. the same shit is it's the same shit as vr1 like nothing nothing that i played was so like oh my god that that I want to do that. I want to get all the shit out. I want to be freaking tired playing a video game rather than just sitting on my couch and relaxing.
0: I get tired playing a video game, whether it's VR or not. But I, I get the point. I know what you're saying. But so I mean, I'm still glad
1: that I bought it. But I, I think it's like it's a shame that Sony doesn't give a shit about it. It would seem Otherwise, that they be, don't. There'd be more new games for it.
0: Yeah, they need to just pay developers. They need to make it. They need to create. They need to create a scenario in which the developer signs, like, some sort of agreement or clause or something that's just like, we agree to make a VR game for the VR 2 exclusively. No matter how bad the game does or how good it does, we can't take a loss and Sony on the back end will give us back all of the money we've invested up to this amount for doing this and then they just set their budget they know not to go over it and when it's done it's done and they put it out and then if it doesn't sell well enough then Sony just forks over the cash and says hey we tried you know that need those kind of agreements have to exist because developers aren't going to take a risk on VR they're just not they're not taking the look at Moss oh I beat Moss I beat Moss book 2 ah I meant to say that it was good it was really good it was a great game um, I'd like to see more of that, but I, I don't know that we're going to get a, any more Moss. But that was that was that's a great game. That's what you should be playing in VR. Moss, mm, it's fantastic. Moss Book One and Two. I'm telling you, it's awesome. It's next level. Anyways, let's, let's move on to the next point, man. This one is uh, this one's good. So uh, there's a lot of Assassin Creed Creeds fans, uh, Assassin's Creed fans out there. Jeez, I can't talk today, man. This is what work does to me. Um Assassin's Creed Mirage was set to release October 12th. It's now releasing about a week early on October 5th. So that's good. It is a week early.
1: I mean that's cool. I I think that uh, that it's going to be good. I think people are really going to like it. I don't know. I it, it just it I, people have been at least in industry circles, I guess people have been clamoring for a classic Assassin's Creed game and it looks like that's exactly what they're giving us and it's going to be like 25-30 hour campaign, nothing real crazy. And um I don't know, man, it just it seems like it could be could be good. Now, it's coming out at a really horrible time. I'm definitely not going to play it at launch just because it's probably not going to fit into my schedule but i am interested in how well it does because i i could see myself wanting to maybe play this on uh like a sale or something like that picking it up and trying it out Mm -hmm. especially because a lot of the ubisoft games have been coming to the playstation plus extra so we might even get it at some point as part of that subscription Uh, but i don't know i i guess we'll just have to see how how well it plays
0: yeah, I I bet it'll be good, man. I, again, I, anytime I've tried to enjoy an Assassin's Creed game, it's never just never quite done it for me. I feel like you're either in the camp that you dig them or you're in the camp that you, they, don't, they don't resonate. But I will say the Black Flag was good. I enjoyed my time with that, but that might have been a mix of the game being one of the better Assassin's Creed game with being a new owner of the PS4. You know what I mean? It might have been like the culmination. It might have been the perfect storm for me to enjoy an Assassin's Creed game. But, anyways, this next news point is interesting, and it involves Rockstar, Rockstar Games, and uh, this is this is like, like almost like a thing that would happen in the movies. So, there were some modders. Uh, that have, like, modded Grand Theft Auto. And uh, <clears throat> the team of modders goes by cfx.re. They were actually banned <laughs> for a while um, from Rockstar. Rockstar Games banned them. And uh, they have since announced, Rockstar has come back out, that they've hired the entire team, <laughs> which is like what you do. Like if if you're a bank and you get broken into, and you find the people who broke into your bank, who would know better than the bank robbers how to pr- how to better seal up your bank, right? So whether they're using these people for security, like to like get rid of like the ways that they found ways to go in and manipulate the game and mod it or whether they're using them for the creative ideas. I don't know Has really been announced. But they they uh, announced on Twitter or X or whatever the hell you want to call it um, Rockstar posted. They said that today we're proud to announce that CFXRE, the team behind the biggest Rockstar roleplay and creator communities, 5M and Red M, are now officially a part of Rockstar Games. So... There you go. They hired that which they banned. Jake? Yeah, that's crazy. They're almost like,
1: um, like, uh, what do they call that? Uh, like white hat hackers? Yeah. Are like hackers that are specifically hired to improve cybersecurity mm-hmm. rather than exploit it. And it seems like – I was just kind of poking around a little bit about this company. It seems like they they developed essentially a framework that you could install over GTA and Red Dead to allow you to more easily mod the game. <laughs> and I think that's what pissed off Rockstar. Uh, and so – but maybe maybe going into Grand Theft Auto 6 – Because it was, it's been such a big deal for Grand Theft. The modding community has been huge for Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah. So maybe they're going to take the the Bethesda approach with Grand Theft Auto Six and be like, let's just provide modding tools with the game. That way, we can kind of control this, and kind of seem like it's a good faith gesture, and get you know capitalize a little bit on this. This phenomenon that has been a part of their community for the past <laughs> ten years, anyway. So, I don't know if that's the case or not. However, I th- think that it's a it's a pretty reasonable assumption to think that they're going to hire these people for some kind of um, uh, improve, like like. For their talents, obviously. Like for their ability to manipulate the game. Maybe they want to be like, okay, how do you guys do it? Maybe we'll add that in for Grand Theft Auto 6. Or maybe it's like you're saying and maybe they're like, oh, well, we don't want them to do this to Grand Theft Auto 6. How would you mod this game (laughs) so we can fucking stop it? You know what I mean? But unless they're getting paid a lot of money, I don't know why they wouldn't just tell Rockstar to go fuck themselves. So we'll have to see.
0: I think it also speaks volumes about the open-mindedness of Rockstar as a company. You know what I mean? They could have taken this a lot of different directions, but the fact that they're trying to utilize it to their benefit in in a creative or in a way that's like helpful for both parties is kind of nice.
1: Yeah, I mean Bethesda did. I think Bethesda has done this a lot because the modding community is so huge for the Elder Scrolls and for Fallout that there is like tons of stories of. People from the modding community just getting straight up hired by Bethesda Game Studios to work on those games because they – because Bethesda was so impressed with the things that they were doing with it and said, fuck it. Why not just come work for us?
0: Yeah, if you can do it better here.
1: Yeah, and I think that that's, uh, that's pretty cool whenever this type of thing happens. The fact that they were banned previously is kind of interesting to me. Like I wonder how that relationship shift happened. Like was there a, a change of guard at at Rockstar and the new team was just like, no, you guys don't realize this is a good thing, not a bad thing. Um, I don't know. I, it's – I don't know if there's a way for us to know. Maybe someday we'll find out sort of the, the context of the situation I
0: guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at this next news point it's just absolutely so nerdy it's so ridiculous um it's cool shit uh the next news point is mark cerny has has come out and written a candid letter to um digital foundry i believe and uh explaining how the new playstation update is now going to interface with Dolby Atmos surround sound, or Dolby Atmos sound. Um, as you guys know, when PlayStation 5 released, they kept talking about their proprietary Tempest audio engine, but Mark Cerny wrote this huge thing, and here, I'm just going to like read this. This is off the Push Square site, and they're quoting parts of this letter, and I just think it's so over my brain, but I just love reading this stuff because it's so stupid-sounding to me. Um, but ultimately, he said that, you know, it's not going to change much when it comes to audio engineering for the consoles. So the, the people who are doing the audio stuff for the games, developers aren't really going to have to change, change much of their approach. But uh, <clears throat> fans have wanted this for a while. But so it's, it's, uh, this is from the uh, Push Square. I'm going to qu- quote. Quote, up until the most recent update, the Tempest engine would render the information in the ambisonic channels into headphones, stereo TV speaker, and 5.1 and 7, 71 audio setups. I'm mean, It's probably 7.1, I don't know. And then it says, uh, ends the quote, and then it goes on to requote quote It says, now 7.1.4 has been introduced with its four overhead speakers, but really nothing changes in the overall Tempest rendering strategy. The 36 ambisonic channels already include audio incoming from all directions, including above the player. Then he goes on to add... Um, "Quote: It's true that the game teams could not test with these speaker setups, but support should be pretty automatic. The necessary game audio data is already there in ambisonic form. Going forward, there's an opportunity for improvement as the sound designers can verify the highest quality of audio in 7.1.4 speaker setups as well. And then Push Square goes on, and it says on the Push Square site, and I'm just quoting them, It says, so in other words, the Tempest audio system is already rendering sound in a 3D space, and that information is then simply being mapped to the Dolby Atmos format when a user has the requisite hardware. Uh, Moving forward, audio engineering teams will most likely test their mixes in 714 speaker setups for optimal quality, but the transition should be fairly automatic, even in games program before the firmware update. I, I don't even know. What is Atmos? Is that just regular surround sound? It's a, it's like, there was
1: like Dolby surround 7.1 mm-hmm. and all that. This is like the newest a, like version, like Dolby's newest version of surround sound. It actually has speakers that, um, if you have full surround, you will actually have speakers on your ceiling that point down at you. Mm-hmm. So it's like fully like from all directions and above, not just, uh, surrounding you like 7.1 does. yeah. And there are actually sound bars out there that will mimic this by like, per, like bouncing sound off the ceiling and stuff. Um, but shit's expensive. So like, I, I was definitely interested cause I, I've been interested in maybe my surround sound system is like super old and, uh, it's kind of shitty because it's like, I've just wore it out mm-hmm. And um, so I've been interested in maybe getting a sound bar because I don't want all the fucking speakers. And um, so I was like, oh, well, if I'm going to get one anyway, I'll get one of the Dolby Atmos ones. And like the cheapest one's like $500. Wow. So, um, and I don't think that includes a subwoofer. So, uh, you know, and like as I was like looking at a website that was like, you know, the best Dolby Atmos enabled soundbars. For the year, and like the cheapest one was five hundred, and they go up to like twenty five hundred dollars for a fucking sound bar, right. not even like a fully surround system or anything.
0: You're better like off that. just getting real speakers behind you.
1: Yeah, wow. Well, I but there is something to be said about not having to freaking run wires all over your room and like do all this shit that's just like really annoying. Mm. And it's like if you got a couch in the middle of the room, like where the fuck do you put the speakers? It's like you're gonna drop wires down from the ceiling or some shit, like then they got to run across the floor or like especially if you don't have a basement where you can like run them down and then back up or something i mean it's it's uh i understand right but i don't know it's it's something that i've been actively avoiding hearing in person because it's it's like the first time i experienced a 4k tv i waited forever and then finally i saw one in person i was like fuck now i gotta buy
0: one of these and I really don't want to Do have really that experience. Do you think Atmos is that good? So, like, here's the thing. Like, I pulled up the the thing from Cerny, the actual open letter. And you guys can find it on Reddit or wherever. But uh, this one paragraph is just – the dude is just – he's just kind of wild. Like, the, anything that Mark Cerny, Cerny's taught when he talks, it's just kind of wild. So – um. He says that ambisonic audio can be viewed as a pretty radical extension of stereo audio. With stereo audio, the game's audio engine or the middleware being used, will add a sound source into one or both channels based on its location. If the source is to the right of the listener, it primarily added to the right channel and so on. With ambisonic audio, there are a lot more channels. Fifth order is very common and uses 36 channels, so it allows pretty good locality to to the audio. So I'm used to like... Two channels, left, right, right? And center might be considered a channel. He's saying there's 36 channels. Yeah. That's insane to think about. Like I can't even process what that, that – it's, it's a lot more than 7.1. It's really <laughs> hard to believe. Yeah. Like how – is it noticeable is the
1: question, you know? I'm sure if you have it – it's one of those things where I'm sure if you have it set up right, it's probably pretty impressive. But whether or not it's, like, something that you really are going to experience or, or need to uh, really need for, like, a day-to-day basis, mm-hmm. especially with video games and stuff, I, I really don't know.
0: And I love how he signs off his letter as if we don't know who he is. He signs off, Mark Cerny, lead system architect of the PS5. <laughs> like, Come on, dude. Quit flexing. <laughs> he loves that title. And he should. He's earned it. That's awesome. I love the PS5, dude. It's it's pretty fantastic.
1: Uh, pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming he didn't design the uh, the aesthetics of it, which I think are fucking ugly as hell. But other than that, the
0: console's great. I would have loved. I would love to have seen Mark Cerny's reaction when he was first shown the aesthetic of his of his baby. Like, here's what we came up with. It's just like him just being uh, like pretending he likes it. There's nothing worse than somebody getting a gift and pretending they like it, and everyone in the room just He
1: had to – well, he had to have known at some point because he would have had to have – Designed kind of the within t- the parameters. The team would have had to have designed like the cooling for it and all that kind of shit that – based on the form factor. So it could be that like his design sort of was to make it that way, and then they're like, well, what if we made the outside look like a vagina? And then they're just like, okay, yeah, sounds great.
0: Fine. Like, know, Mark Cerny's know. like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right. Anyways, dude. Um, next one. Next point. Next point of news is, uh, Jake, you were a fan of the South Park games, right? Uh, the two
1: that I played, yeah. Stick of Truth and The Fractured Butthole. The what? The fractured
0: butthole, butthole, butthole. Yeah, I just want to see how many times I can say it. All right. Um. Next point. No, this one is uh, snow day. A new South Park game trailer came out. Starts off, I believe, with Cartman just being like, "Oh, it's a miracle!" And is he standing on like the letters of South Park or something? And he's like, "It's the most most uh, appreciated time for any any kid in school is like when it starts snowing. There's potential for a snow day." It's, it's, it looks like a beat-em-up or something. It's not an RPG, so the THQ Nordic is involved. The trailer is funny, but uh, outside of that, it, it it doesn't look like I'm going to be interested. In. Jake, I know you like the South Park game, so I'm just curious what your opinion is.
1: I guess I'm kind of curious. Like I'll have to see it to believe it because it's a... 3D South Park game, it's not you know, not being made by I don't know, like part of the reason why the aesthetic was so good in like why those games were so good on the PS3 PS4 was because of the aesthetic like it was just so very like much like a cartoon it was just like the TV show And it was just developed so well and it fit amazingly. So I – this gives me like fucking PS2 vibes a little bit in that like Mm. what if we made a 3D platformer out of SpongeBob and it's like, okay, well, SpongeBob is not 3D. So when you put him in 3D in a platformer, he looks fucking weird. And I get kind of like similar vibes here, but it could be good. Looks like they're cell shading it to try and give it that cartoon aesthetic and everything. but um I don't know. It, it'll be it'll be tough to tell until we actually uh, have a chance to kind of play it
0: <laughs> uh yeah, we'll we'll have to wait and see, man. Moving forward to the next news point that I'm kind of excited about. Um, it's a no brainer. But uh, Druckmann, Neil Druckmann confirmed he is currently writing and directing the new Naughty Dog game, which is yet to be confirmed as the Last of Us Part Three, but speculated to be that. Does this mean he was writing and directing Factions? I don't know. I don't. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, you would assume that he's got an idea for the third Last of Us game. It could also be that it's a new IP, and maybe he's just going to write that too. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if they want to just get The Last of Us out of the way. Just make the third game, get it out, then be done with The Last of Us. I don't know. We'll have to see, though. I mean, this is one of those games. It's, this is one of those like headlines, kind of like factions, where it's just like... So dude, cryptic. We'll just wait until it comes out. Until we get like an official reveal.
0: What do you think the chances are that the whole factions thing was like some sort of uh, red herring and it's not even real? Oh, I'm sure it's real. It seems like,
1: like, for them to announce it basically with The Last of Us Part Two, and then be like, give us all this, like, oh, you'll hear about it soon. You'll hear about it soon. You'll hear about it soon. And then for them to like. Like soft cancel it or at least delay it after like some shit with Bungie. It's like I know, seems a little much. So, like it's not like if they're trying to Kojima this, they're doing a really bad job of it or a really it good a pretty, job because everyone it writes a pretty fucking dumb narrative. Though I guess I think at this point, if they were just like, "Sikes, factions isn't real," people would just be pissed off. Out tomorrow. Yeah. So I, I don't know.
0: I don't but know. My guess is Last pretty hard to no know on that. Yeah, probably doing the Last of Us three is probably what he's working on. And uh, yeah, this next news point, Jake, is uh, there was some speculation on who was going to reprise this role. Um, but uh, Keith David, the uh, the voice and uh, the voice actor that plays Captain Anderson in Mass Effect. Um, in an announcement on how they plan to move forward, uh, he'll be taking the role of Silens in Horizon. I think that's going to be fun. Poor Lance Reddick, though.
1: Uh, I mean, Keith David, like, is the only one. Like, his voice is already, with the proper affect, he could basically do a Lance Reddick anyway. So, it's... I think it's a... Uh, it's obvious. I think it's kind of obvious that he's gonna. Because I think I also saw that he's gonna be doing Zavala in Destiny Two, yeah. Which was which was uh, which was. Um, uh why? Um, uh, why is my Lance Reddick's other big role in video games? So it makes sense. It, it, like. Does it feel maybe a little bit like they're just sort of replacing Lance Reddick with Keith David, like across the board? Maybe a little bit, but like Keith David is is well renowned in video game voicing, so just like Lance Reddick was, so I don't think anyone's going to have a problem with this. People love Keith David too, so I think that this is a good a good swap, and I look forward to see the kind of first look at what he looks what he sounds like is silence. I think he's gonna fit in. I don't think people are really gonna notice all that much. They they unless they literally play the games back to back, they might notice it.
0: They well they did say they're not gonna go retroactively and have him redo all of Lance Reddick's lines to make the continuity unnoticeable. They said they're gonna leave And they shouldn't. Right. I agree.
1: Because I think it's important to keep his legacy there. It's not like he left on bad terms because he, like, fucking robbed a bank or something. And so now we got to erase him from the games or some shit. It's like, no, everybody loved Lance Reddick. And he just happened to, unfortunately, pass early. And as part of his legacy at this point, I think it would just be fucking
0: rude to remove him. So. It's, it, it, would, it would literally be like taking... Arnell Pineda and having him re-sing all of the Journey songs. <laughs> well, yeah. Honestly,
1: I think that it would be okay if they wanted to re—if they wanted—if they wanted Keith David to re-record the lines and patch it in as like an option, but like by default, it is Lance Reddick's stuff. Yeah. So like, it's kind of like um, remember remember uh, Metro. 2033 and Metro Last Light. Yeah. When you started Metro Last Light, it gave you the option, when you started Metro 2033 after Last Light came out, it gave you the option to use the, the more action-focused, the more updated controls, the more everything from Last Light. They gave you the option to retroactively put all that stuff into Metro 2033 to make it a little bit more approachable. And I understand this is a little bit more This is a little bit more emotional because you would be essentially erasing somebody's uh, performance. But if it were to like default as Lance Reddick and then there was like an option in the menus that's like, hey, for continuity's sake, if if you are one of those people that's fucking offended by voice changes or whatever, you can go in the menus and change it and it'll be Keith Davis stuff. But I don't think they'll pay for that. Like it doesn't make any sense. And I don't think they really should. Right. But yeah. if they were going to do it, I would – if they were going to do it, I would hope that that would be the – that's the way that they would do well, it and you, not just erase it. Yeah. And you, like, like the fucking model of Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2, they're just like, ah, let's just erase the original model because we want him to look like this other guy that also doesn't look like the actor.
0: So I don't know. Not, not that th- – this is still on topic, but like let's say they did go back and – Re sing all of Steve Perry's parts on those old songs, you would still have the vinyl, right? You'd still have the vinyl on the CD, like, no, I still got Steve Perry here. But if we move to a completely digital world where you no longer own CDs, you no longer own actual games, they could retrofit Arnold Pineda into all of the old Journey songs, and that's what you're stuck with. They could just they could erase Steve Perry's voice if they wanted to from Journey, and just have this dude resing all the lines, and you wouldn't have a choice if it was all just streaming as your only access to Journey music. Well, it's they could gives yeah. you something to think about. That's the importance of physical media, is that they can't rewrite the script for us, they can't rewrite history if we if we have a piece of it. Right? Interesting. Sounds a little conspiracy theorist, but think about it. That's all I'm saying dude definitely next point Quake 2 Quake 2 Troy Mezzerol guitar player in my band One of My Land and guitar player in the flood was very excited about this at the One of My Land practice he was talking awesome yeah he he was talking about how Quake 2 got a remaster and it's out and it supports four player split screen there's new levels and all kinds of stuff and uh, he was just really jazzed about this Jake do you have anything on this Dude, I I think it's awesome.
1: I, I love that they're doing this. And at some point, I would... Because Quake 1 was a seminal game, but Quake 2 really was the game that sort of, I guess, defined Quake for most people. And so I think that... Or at least a lot of people that I know. Mm. So... I am definitely interested in picking this back up and uh, trying it out. Now, who knows? Uh, Do do, do we know when it's coming out? It's out now. It's out now? Yeah. Available now. Fuck. Okay. Do we know how much it costs? No. Store?
0: No, I don't know what it costs.
1: Store.playstation.com. Let me look it up here because this would be one of those great games to just fucking jump in and out of. Quake 2
0: it's probably not even on Playstation dude it's probably why we don't know about it
1: dude I just watched a fucking Playstation branded trailer for Quake 2
0: $10 fuck yeah ah, I don't know it's a little pricey
1: you're gonna get the original Quake for three twenty nine, dollars
0: dude Quake 2 is how old and you're gonna pay $10 for it
1: what what kind of a statement is that the 1st the one if one-off-by-land record is how old, and you want to pay fucking $10 for that?
0: I'll tell you what I don't want to pay $50 for on to the next news point is the yeah. Red Dead Redemption port.
1: For oh! Shit. You see what I did there? Set it up. Dude, this This fucking is stupid. I cannot believe that they're doing <laughs> that this. That worked really well. This is so infuriating. Infuri- like, at least up-res it or remaster it or, like put like, improve the controls or something – It's literally just a straight up
0: port. port. They did nothing to this. So if you missed, they did nothing. Yeah. So if you missed the news point, Red Dead Redemption, the first one is getting a port to PS4 and Nintendo Switch, and it is strictly a port. Fifty dollars, fifty buckaroos, and it's not even it's not even improved at all. Right. And Rockstar is – or Take 2, sorry. The CEO of Take 2 comes out and he says the Red Dead Redemption port is great value. Uh, yeah, uh, that guy can
1: eat my butthole because so it's – the game – I love the game. I love the game. Don't get me wrong. But
0: come on. You can buy the game on Xbox Series X right now. In 4K for forty dollars. Yeah, because it's
1: literally, it's literally like with Xbox, dude. If if you had if you had an Xbox 360 and you played this game on there right now, you can just put the disc in your Series X and play it at 4K, because they upres it natively.
0: And here's what they're here's what they're saying though. This is the twist. Undead Nightmare will be included, which is a standalone game on itself.
1: Not worth $50. I'm just saying what they're saying. Playing Devil's I, gr- I understand. I understand. But this just makes me mad because it's like – it's not fucking Grand Theft Auto. Like do they really think that – I guess maybe people will pay this. Maybe this is just a test because they don't really give a shit. They're just like, well, people actually pay 50 bucks for this? And then they're just going to put it out there. And when people pay fifty dollars for it, they're like, "Great green lights, scam them all." And it's like, ugh. like at least, at least when the when the uh, the Grand Theft Auto collection came out, that was uh, three Vice City and San Andreas, and it was like sixty bucks or whatever. At least like those games were. I guess I get that it was broken, but at least that they were. At least they were remastered. The controls were remapped and all this other crap. Like if I'm going to pay fifty or sixty bucks for a port of a game, I at least want it to be gone over. I f- I don't know. I just I, it just to me is a if little. bit If they wanted to charge fifty, modded.
0: they should have also included Red Dead Revolver. I
1: think that would be – I agree with you, but that would have been a little bit more work because that's a PS2 game. They would have had to like completely pro- – it probably would have been a little bit more work to port that up and they would have had to have up-res it because being a PS2 game, it probably runs at like a fucking 480p and or some controls shit. are going
0: to be jack.
1: Yeah. But still. so. But I've never played it. I'd be interested to to check it out. I've I think most people haven't played it. Yeah, I've, I've so that would it. be kind of upstairs. a cool
0: theme. Wonder what that sells for. The the the, the physical copy of Red Dead The Revolver. disc? Yeah. What does Red Dead Revolver Red. go for on eBay? eBay.com. Are you doing this? Price charting. So, Red
1: Dead Revolver 16 box. If you have so this is saying loose, so the disc, twelve ninety nine, complete, so the disc in the case, sixteen fifty one. If you have a new unopened version of it, hundred um, and thirty two dollars and fifty cents. Um then they have some other pricing on here, but like uh, yeah, that's uh not a lot of money, but still, I mean it's probably a pretty classic game, I would think.
0: Yeah, it's it was cool for its time. It, it definitely wasn't, like, amazing or anything. You know what I mean? It wasn't, like, amazing. So, <sighs> dude, that being said, let's get on to the last news point for today's show. And, uh, the last news point for today's show. Is this is good news, but maybe not as important as it sounds, Jacob. Twisted Metal is the most binged comedy series to hit Peacock.
1: I mean, I've heard it's pretty good. And I I just don't I really don't want to subscribe to
0: Peacock. Maybe want is it all out do you know? Yeah. Well, no, the I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm presuming it is. Yeah, I don't... Pff. I have it, and I, have, I still haven't watched the first episode. I can't get through it. If the whole season is out, then I
1: could see myself maybe getting, like, the free trial of Peacock and binging the whole first season, because one thing Peacock does have that I am interested in is they have, like, the uh, pro motocross racing, which you can't get anywhere else online, so that's kind of annoying, but... Um. Yeah, I think this is cool. I mean, this is great for Sony. It, it seems like they're doing a good job with their cross media projects, mm. uh, but I, I really can't comment on it. i all I can say is that I've heard that it's like from critics. It's like, eh, it's decent. And But a lot of people, like non-critics, like user reviews are pretty positive on it. So I don't know. I might have to check this out at some point. I don't know if I can convince Sarah to watch it, but maybe.
0: Well, why don't we do what we used to do as children and we'll have a movie day over at my place. You come on over. We'll plow through it in one day and we'll live stream the whole thing. <laughs> not. I'm not doing that.
1: <laughs> I'm not doing that.
0: Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't want, have the patience for that. To do that. I either.
1: literally I like I have to watch like one episode and then like get up. And yeah, I know,
0: I know. I'm the same. Want to kill myself? But am, I'm the same way. Um, you want to know what I've been watching, and then we'll get to the new games coming out this week. Uh, I'm a big fan of Justified with Timothy Oliphant He plays a U.S. marshal. It's an older series. They have he's made a triumphant comeback, and he and he's in this TV show, and you can watch it on Hulu. I think it's through FX or something, but it's justified city primeval. And he's a younger or he's an older, sorry, Timothy Oliphant as Marshall. He plays a character named Raylan Givens. Uh in uh Oh God, he's fantastic. Timothy Oliphant, when he wears the ten gallon hat, he was fantastic in Deadwood. He's fantastic in this. I recommend it to anybody. It's so good. Justified, City Primeval, watch it. It's my stamp mm. of approval. It's so good. Out like fifty minute episodes though, and it's did you so good. Sorry, did you watch The Witcher season three? No, nope.
1: Do you like hate The Witcher now? Or no, I just I, to I, just,
0: I wanted to read the book before I got to like the content. I bought all these books. Sarah said there
1: was like I mean it's like doesn't matter,
0: but. Um
1: so I was just curious cuz did you like it? I don't know. It's like whatever. I mean, here's here's the thing about <laughs> and it's kind of how I feel about the we watched a lot of the um stranger things. No, 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 no. Uh oh, the the golden compass, his dark material show. So we watched a lot of that. We never finished it. Um, that's mainly my fault. But here's the way I feel about it. Mm-hmm. I love the, I like the characters and I love a lot of the shit that happens in the show. But there's a lot of like interconnecting stuff between everything that pisses me off because it doesn't make any fucking sense to me. And Sarah would be like, oh, well, this and oh, well, that and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I have not read the books. I should be able to understand what the fuck is going on. I and yes, it, and it's the same same way. Like like we were talking about recently, we watched rewatched a lot of the most of the Harry Potter movies, and I was explaining to her about like one of the characters. I mean, I guess they've been out forever. Like the serious black character, and I was like, like everybody's all upset about what happens to him and everything. It was just like. Like they didn't express to me at all why I should give a shit about this character mm-hmm. other than like two fucking scenes. He's in it with Harry and, and Sarah didn't really get it. And then she's been reading back through the books and she's like, oh, well, I didn't realize that Like people that have read the books know that there's like all of this exposition and backstory and everything that informs like why these characters care about each other and all this stuff. And I was like, I didn't go. I didn't get any of that. Watching the TV, watching the movies, I was just like, who fucking cares about this guy? And it's kind of... I get a similar vibe from The Witcher mm. where it's like there are things happening that if I had more context, maybe I would care more about. Right. But I'm just like... Like, uh, like for example, Yennefer's relationship with Siri. I'm like, why the fuck does she even care about Siri? She just met her. Mm. And it's like... Uh, like there, like like there's like I don't know, I don't know. I don't want to spoil it for anyone who's seen it, hasn't seen it. Well, I think but think when I, you're
0: sitting next, it's to good. Sarah's read all those books over and over and over again. So like when you're sitting next yeah. to her, she's probably reacting in a way that doesn't make sense to you. But if you weren't sitting next to her, would you feel like you're missing? Would you feel like they want well, you to care? Yeah.
1: Well, she doesn't really react a whole lot. Okay. She might go oh or something here and there. But most of the time, it's me being like, what the fuck does this mean? And she'll have to explain it to me. Oh, alright. And like and like nine times out of ten, like I don't know if you remember the Frangilla character from the show. Barely, I know she's a sorceress. She's the sorceress that helps uh the Nilfgaard. See, I just
0: people. yawned and didn't cover my mouth. Sorry, big box. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. And I I <laughs> we've gotten to like the end of season three. I'm like, what the fuck is this character? Mm-hmm. And Sarah's just like I don't know. She's like a footnote in the book, and like she's not even like a real character. But she's a major character in the TV show. I really don't. And I like the, the, way my, the fu- yeah. my favorite thing. My favorite thing about the show though is like all the female characters. I was like, in the books, does Geralt fuck her? And she's like, yep. And I'm like, does he fuck her? And she's like, yep. And I was like, does he fuck her? I was like, man, that fucking guy that wrote those books is a horny bastard. Yeah, because Geralt fucks everybody apparently.
0: So, yeah. Interesting. Gerald is supposed to but, be one of those characters, I think, that he wanted every man who read that book to be like, I want to be that dude. You know, the women love him. He gets what he wants. He's a warrior. He's a badass. He's a romantic person. He's mysterious. He can cast fucking spells. You know everything. He can live forever. He can fight monsters. Like Geralt is like exactly what like every. Not I don't want. I don't want to put everybody in a box. But like the, I, I guess like the uh, conventional. 14-year-old boy wants to grow up and be this dragon-slaying, magic caster. People look up to. You're mysterious. You're very capable. You're a fighter. You're a lover. You're a good person. You fight for what's right. You've got a good moral compass. But then again, at the same time, you give this persona. That you don't give a shit. Like, everyone wants to be that person. And uh, he wrote Geralt to be that person. And it's just like, okay, fair enough. I get it. That's why the character is appealing. Anyways. Yeah, I I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm interested in how if you like when when you get to it, I'm interested in how you'll feel about it because I was kind of bummed at the end of the season because I was like that's the last of Henry Cavill. Right. Like cuz like now we we're getting somebody else now. Right. And I'm not saying that, you know, Thor's brother, whatever the fuck that guy's name is. Um, Chris Hemsworth. Leah. Liam Hemsworth. Liam, Liam Hemsworth, yeah. I'm not saying he's going to do a bad job. He might even be great. He might even be better than fucking. Uh, what's his face? But um, I don't know. I don't know. I, to be clear, though, I did like it. I just. There was some stuff that was like. The first season was just so good. And then like season two I was like, okay, this is still good, but it's kinda kinda getting weird. And then the and then like the third season is just kinda like it's like a lot of bomb bombasticness and I don't know, there's there's just some connective tissue that was missing for me. So anyway,
0: that said Let's get to um, the new games. How about? Oh yeah, we still gotta do that. <laughs> New games coming out. Some of these are already out, listeners. But uh, we'll tell you which ones are which. Maybe they're all out. August 15th we got Black Skylands Everspace 2, Far World Pioneers and Moving Out 2. August 16th we got Rayland 2. August 17th we got Dust and Neon, Gord, Hello Engineer, Kentucky Route 0 TV edition on the PS5, Marble It Up 0, Quantum Recharge, Red Dead Redemption PS4, Shadow Gambit: The Cursed Crew, Shinobi, Non Grata. August 18th, we're getting Fort Solace. That game rings a bell. Madden, NFL 24, Nico Journey, Psycho, Psycho Shooting Stars Alpha, Psycho Shooting Stars Bravo, and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, I,
1: I'm, I was looking at this Fort Solace game. It looks like a... It's given me like um, soma vibes. Is this which have, is, is this the VR2 game? No, I think it's a I think it's just a PS5 game but it's like a sort of adventure horror kind of stuck alone on a space station kind of thing. Reminds me a little bit of Soma. Um, mm. the Quantum Recharge, I don't know what the fuck that is but <sighs> it made me think of do you remember that ps3 game quantum conundrum barely it was like it was like portal but instead of like having these portals you shoot around it was like you had a gun oh yeah that could, they, they could make things either like sticky or fuzzy or heavy or mm-hmm. light you know what i mean that was and fun. um and it was like a 3d puzzle game like it was puzzle platformer it was really fun uh, but yeah, that's all I really have to say about that. I, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game—I don't know what the deal is with that. I feel like it's going to be the Friday Thirteenth game,
0: but they're not going to have all the issues with the IP because it's less confusing, from what I've read. Um.
1: Well, that's cool. I guess hopefully it's good. I mean, I don't know. This type of game really isn't for me, but um, it does have that.
0: It does I'm just like
1: kind of scrubbing through a trailer right now it just kind of has a very it does have that
0: kind of vibe to it yeah I think it's pretty much what they're going for might even be the same studio interesting huh yeah well that's all I got all right well that's it for episode. A PS This Is Awesome PlayStation Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Sorry we were on and off and on again here at the show today. And sorry we're late. We will be back next Monday if all goes as planned. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to write to us on YouTube. And uh, thank you seriously for taking the time to, to be here with us today and listen to us talk about video games. Let us know what you think about the Red Dead Redemption port. Um, Are you interested for $50? Did you play the original Red Dead? Did you play Red Dead Revolver? I'm also curious to hear from our listeners about who is actually interested in Assassin's Creed Mirage. Like, which one of you are going to pick this thing up? Um, Surely we have a few people that are interested. And should Jake be buying the Quake 2 remaster or should he just play Alan Wake already? Uh, All right. Anyways, that's about all I got, man. So thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week. Like X-Blades, X-Men Destiny, and X2. P.S. Yes. This is awesome. This is awesome.